Hey, welcome back to the Fellowship in the Word podcast. I am your host today. My name is Ben White, and I am privileged to uh, be spending today with you just for a short time here as we study God's Word. Fellowship in the Word is a weekly devotional series where we have practical down-to-earth discussions about biblical truth and how it applies to our everyday life. And like I said before, so glad to have you here with us today. Right now, we are in a study through First uh, Timothy, and this will actually be episode five in our study. So this is our fifth lesson here. And today we are going to be talking once again about false teachers and some of the making some observations from this passage and how we can apply it to our life. So First Timothy chapter one, and uh, we're going to be reading verses three through verse six. It says, "As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus." And uh, this is Paul speaking to Timothy. So he says, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went to Macedonia. So Paul, he says, Timothy, please stay there at Ephesus. I need you to stay there for a specific reason while I go to Macedonia. By the way, Paul saying that to Timothy was pretty significant because Paul loved Timothy. Paul really loved and cared for Timothy. And and, uh, Timothy was a huge asset to the ministry of Paul. And so, um, you know, just think about anybody that you would have, you know, I guess you could call Timothy Paul's right-hand man. And think about this, Uh, Paul asks Timothy to stay at Ephesus because there was false doctrine and false teaching. So Paul was willing to sacrifice not having Timothy, whom he loved, who he dearly loved, dearly, definitely wanted with him, was a huge asset to the ministry of Paul. Paul was willing to say to Timothy, stay there because there's false teaching going on, and I need you to confront and to deal with this false teaching and this false doctrine. It just shows you if, if... Paul loved Timothy staying with him and and, and loved having Timothy as a part of his ministry. You know what Paul loved more and held in higher regard? The truth of God's word. The truth of the doctrine of God's word. That is way, you know, I could just see Paul. He's like, it's way more important for Timothy. Instead of staying here with me, ministering, it is way more important to have him go and deal with this false doctrine and these things that are taking place because Paul knew how damaging false doctrine can be. So, so here we go, verse 3, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So obviously the church at Ephesus was a good church uh, that they had ministered to, that they had probably led many people there to Christ, and now false doctrine was creeping into the church. So how, what are some of the ways that we can tell whether somebody uh, is teaching false doctrine and, and somebody that is a true teacher of God's word? But let's look here. Let's see what verse four has to say, and we'll kind of uh, maybe go through verse six here today. It says, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. So, so, so what's he saying here? One of the things he's saying is don't get caught up in the things that are actually... <laughs> making them false teachers. Don't don't get wrapped up in their games. Don't get wrapped up in these games that they're trying to play. Neither give heed to fables. Don't even give them the time of day. These people, instead of, instead of doing the work of God, are sitting around giving their time to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying. They're, they're sitting, what's a fable? 
A fable is literally a fictional tale. So they're sitting around. So here we go. We got these false teachers. And instead of teaching the truth of God's word, they're just sitting around coming up with, with, with you know, looking through the, uh, you know, all the history of the church. And they're just coming up with, with theoretical things and, and uh, you know, just sitting around talking about all these, you know, I could just see like, I just see like a group of, uh, you know, maybe like professors not to under undermine. We have incredible professors out there that are teaching God's word, but but it's like these guys just sitting around and they're, they're just theorizing about all these doctrinal things and and just giving heed to fables, just you know things that aren't even true. They're just making them up and and endless genealogies. And what's Paul say? These minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. These things are just, it's an endless, it is literally an endless rabbit hole that these guys are going down and it's, it, it, it's pointless. There's no point to it and it does nothing but, but, but cause more questions upon questions that come out rather than godly edifying. Which, of course, what is godly edifying? Godly edifying is lifting people up, to edify, to lift up, you know, and that's godly edifying, not worldly edifying, you know, like lifting up in private, but godly, lifting each other up, strengthening each other in the truth of God's word, which is in faith, so do. That's what Paul says. Uh, Rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. So what's a sign of a false teacher? Well, a sign of a false teacher is someone who gives endless, uh, he, who gives heed to, to, to endless uh, uh, fables and, 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 and things and controversies uh, rather than giving their focus to the work of God. Now, now listen, I am 100% for teaching through God's word. And if the Bible talks about it, then we'll talk about it, right? That's kind of like what we're doing here. We're talking about what it means to be a false teacher because we're simply walking through God's word, seeing what it has to say. Now, that is absolutely the way we should be doing it. But there are so many things that are talked about that that aren't in God's word. That, that you know, I've heard people use a verse and then launch off into maybe some personal hobby horse. And it's like that passage is not talking about that (laughs) thing at all. Listen, if you're a communicator of God's word, teach what the Bible teaches. Say what the Bible says. Hold fast to what the scriptures have to say. Not your personal preference, not your personal hobby horse, not what you think everybody should do. Just preach the word. Teach the word. And and for, for all of us out there, that's the type of people we should be listening to, those that are teaching the word, not getting off like this says on endless uh, uh, fables, you know, just making things up, genealogies, just going down rabbit holes that have no point to them, but rather uh, uh, questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. You know, listen to people that preach God's word. Are, are proper expositors of the word of God. And in so doing, they edify. Verse five, it says, um, now the end of the commandment is charity. You know, that word charity, that love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. You know, this is what I think of is, you know, <clears throat> somebody that teaches God's word. And, and we can all, you know, we should all be teachers of God's word. Each and every one of us, we should be teachers of God's word. And how do you make sure that the things that you are saying are right and pure and righteous 
and you know the people that you listen to, the pe- the things that you say. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. So 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 listen. Make sure that your motives for teaching are love. Make sure that the motives you have for teaching God's word is because I love those people around me. I love the people I'm ministering to. That could be a mother ministering to her children. That could be a father ministering to his wife and his family. Make sure that your motives are love out of a pure heart. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, pure love, pure motives. Make sure your motives are pure. Make sure, I think that's just something we should all be constantly evaluating in our own lives. Are my motives pure? Do I have a pure heart? You know, ask yourself this. Do I communicate the things I communicate, say the things I say out of a pure heart? Or is there sin? Is there darkness in your heart? Those things need to be confessed. Those things need to be getting rid of. Those things need to be uh, thrown upon, you know, uh, confessed to God. And you, you need to get, get those things right so that we can live in pure love out of a pure heart. And it says, and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. A good conscience. Let me ask you this. Do you have love for your fellow man? Do you have love for those people underneath your care? Do you have love out of a pure heart? I mean, think about it. Can you genuinely say, I have a pure heart? Or, like it says, and of a good conscience. Do you have a good conscience? Are there things right now that are coming to your mind that you go, you know, I don't have a good conscience. I don't have a pure love for my fellow man. For, for those underneath my care. I don't have a pure love for my spouse. I don't have a pure love for my friends. I don't have a pure love for those at work. I don't have a pure heart. There, there's things in my life that I know shouldn't be there. There's things in my life that I know I shouldn't be involved in. I don't have a good conscience. You know, maybe there's people that you've sinned against. You need to get those things right. Maybe there's people. Is there anybody in your life right now that you can think about that, you, that, that there's something in your heart against them. I'm telling you, you need to get it taken care of. You need to get those things right. Neither give heed to uh, 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 fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. And this is the key, man. This is how we keep our hearts and right, our hearts and minds, and the and the things that we teach, the things that we say. This is how we keep them right. Okay. It says, "Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned." Which some, having having swerved, have turned aside unto vain janglings. Right, because they did not have pure love for for people because they didn't have a pure heart and because they didn't have a good conscience, they were turned aside. If we don't have a pure heart, if we don't have a good conscience, it's so easy for us to get twisted, to get messed up, to get, to get off the path of righteousness. Listen, every single day we need to be confessing our sins to God. Spending time in the morning in God's word, thinking about the sins of the past day, 
our failures and confessing those things to God. Thinking about maybe if there's somebody that we've sinned against, getting things right with them. Spending time in repentance before God. Listen, that's not something you do on the day of salvation only. (laughs) Okay, you do do that on the day of salvation where you accept Christ as your Savior. But that's something we do day in and day out. We repent. That is why David was a man after God's own heart. Because even though he sinned against God and did horrible things, he was a man that was of repentance. He would repent of the wickedness he had done before God. Not just Say, oh, God, yeah, by the way, I did this, but a true repentance. You know, repentance is, means to turn away from, to, to reject, to turn your back on, you know, to change your heart, to change your mind, to change your direction. True repentance. Do you have a pure heart? Do you have a, a pure love, that, that charity love, that sacrificial love for others? And do you have a good conscience? I'm telling you, that that is the way we can guard our hearts to make sure the things that we say and the things that we do and the things that we communicate are right before God. Thank you once again for joining us today. I look forward to continuing our study in uh, 1 Timothy and uh, hope this lesson today was a blessing to you. See see you guys next time. Bye-bye.